Greetings and welcome to the Mount Rushmore podcast. My name is Jeff, and as always, I'm joined by my good buddies Richard. Hello. And Michael. Howdy. And it is the end of September, and I know what everybody's thinking. It's Super Bowl. (laughs) Wait, no, I got that way wrong. Uh, And besides, nobody goes to the Super Bowl unless they're a billionaire. And this is the Mount Rushmore of attending a sporting event. Richard chose it. You you both attend sporting events, but I think Richard maybe outstrips both of us by far. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So yeah, that that I I was attending a sporting event and and dealt with something that comes up on my list and I thought, oh, cool. You know what? We never really talked. We've talked about sports in the abstract before. We talked about things that happen at baseball games mm-hmm. that aren't baseball. Yeah, and we've had a few other sports topics. So we never really talked about just the what happens at a day or a night at the at the old ball field park yard. Whichever cool. one you go to. Yes. <laughs> All right, so let's just jump right in. I guess. Um, uh, I guess I'll just pause right now. Richard, I heard you buffer. Is there buffering a little bit, or is it just on my end? Uh, even if it is buffering because it's recording locally, it won't actually. The recording okay. won't have okay. buffering. Awesome. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Uh, Richard chose it, so Michael begins. Uh, my first choice is uh, free giveaways. And um, maybe this happens more at um, baseball games where there are, you know, 162 of them. And, you know, the promotion staff has deemed that 100 out of those 162 games need to have some sort of towel from State Farm that uh, also has the uh, ball team's logo on it. Or, uh, you know, a a T-shirt with a player's name on it, some sort of replica jersey. Or made, some, out, made out of the, made out of the thinnest material humanly possible. Yeah. By the way. <laughs> or um, if you're lucky enough, um, like a bobblehead night of a particular uh, ball player, or if you're super lucky enough to go to something that is uh, ultra specific to a fan base or a city, and I'm going to my first baseball game of the season, which is the season is ending in like a, yeah. a dozen days or so before it goes into playoffs. But um, our good friend and guest of the podcast, Scott, his birthday was last week. And um, uh, I am uh, been, I'm being dragged along, uh, not dragged along because I love going to a baseball game um, to the Dodger game this at the end of the week, which is the um, Elton John commemorative bobblehead night where uh, uh, he's dressed up in the spangly the oh cool from like a concert one concert that he did 40 years ago <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but our friend scott is a, a big elton john fan um uh, yes at dodger stadium and you know the outfit itself is kind of um blue and gray he's wearing a road uni which uh, that you know hmm. nice good one elton sports fan famous sports fan elton john but uh so i haven't gotten it yet and uh, we're going and um i kind of just fell into going with them but um it's one of those things that is so specific to a a date a time a region a team a stadium that uh really marks you as like oh this is this took place here and there any you know but i I think going to um, games in general where you get free stuff on top of going to see a game is always just great free stuff who doesn't like it yeah. Did, Richard, did you choose that also? No, I didn't, but I love the pick. Um, yeah. I did go to one Dodger game this year that was a giveaway night. Yeah. And I have a, uh, we now have four 
Don, Dry- Don Drysdale bobbleheads. Oh, great. <laughs> that I'm the only one who knows who Don Drysdale is in the family. <laughs> so that's was he fun. Was he the banker who the uh, the Clampets had their money with? Uh, yes, it's really... Mr. Drysdale, yes. <laughs> okay. That's, well, that's so a fun choice. And that especially that Elton John uh, is definitely, yeah, that's a place in time, very specific, because he did not uh, do that for every uh, Major League Baseball stadium that i recall <laughs> no that was a dodger stadium special yeah. I, and then that's when you start to know that that to michael's point look there are 81 home games every year the promotion the promotion staff has about 50 to 55 good ideas in the course of a season and which the rest is just of it coming is, in and undercutting everything that i said taking everything that i said in half <laughs> which is probably true which you know richard is more of an expert so i'm just saying that when you start to reach out to like Oh, it's the organist bobblehead night. It's like, really? <laughs> We're doing that? Okay, cool. I, I guess I can work with that. <laughs> Luigi, the third, the upper deck peanut man <laughs> bobblehead night. Uh, okay, all right. Uh, what's your first one, Richard? All right, my first one is timing your food and drink options correctly. Oh. oh wow. This is a big one at Dodger Stadium for me. I have very, I go with, uh, I go with my oldest. And we have very specific time. We're going to get food at certain times during the game. Before we get in our seats, we get our Dodger dogs. And then in about the third or fourth inning, we go get garlic fries. And then in the seventh inning or so, that's when we go and get the not the churro sun, Sunday helmet. Uh-huh. And so that we, we figured out how to time it out. So you're not getting too stuffed, so you're too full for the the uh, churro ice cream sundae helmet. Mm-hmm. Um, but also that you're not like compacting everything into trying to eat like at the last minute and like giving, making yourself sick. Yeah, food food plays a very big role in my enjoyment of most sporting events, but particularly baseball mm-hmm. and particularly Dodger Stadium. It's just something that I have like a real visceral sort of connection. I probably connected to the Dodgers more through Dodger Stadium and and honestly the, the food options there mm-hmm. than I did anything else to do with the team when I first moved down here to LA. Um, and did yeah, you, did you say food and drink? And drink. Um, you know, you want to make sure you got you want to pace yourself. Oh, you sure, want to make yeah. sure, you, but you want to make sure you get all your beers in because I think it's like what top of the eighth inning they stopped selling beer mm-hmm. at Dodger Stadium. Mm-hmm. I want to say. So you gotta you gotta you gotta find that good balance of pacing yourself, but not getting screwed over by not having a beer for the last couple of innings. Yeah, uh, this kind of leads into my second choice, which is related, kind of, but sort of, um, which is uh, being hyper aware of the food costs and prices, food and beverage costs, and then immediately suspending that awareness and buying and doing whatever anyway. Because <laughs> there's this moment where you're like. $13 for the smallest beer possible. Yeah. I'll have four beers. And then you're just like, this is, I, I, I know what I'm getting into. I'm going to grouse about it for a second. Yeah. I'm going to, do I really need to get the, I'm getting the coolie coo chocolate malted thing, whatever. It's like it, it, you, you're, you're consumed by how expensive it is to eat out at a, uh, football game, baseball game, whatever, and then you're just like, ah, the hell with it. When's the next time I'm gonna be here? And you're just 
They just yeah. like, what happened to all my money? It went into <laughs> it went to this foot long dog that uh, just disappeared. Oh, now I feel terrible. <laughs> what uh, what do you think? You know, I, I, I kind of liken that to the movie theater uh, pricing. Yes, I, uh, although like you never. You don't go. I don't know. I don't go to the concession stand more than once in a movie theater, so I feel like I'm going to take the hit for a, a drink and popcorn and maybe candy. But uh, Dodgers, you, know, you can do that three, four times. Yeah, that's very interesting. You know, it's funny with a with a theater, you run into that awful thing where, like, if you start eating all the candy and popcorn or whatever too early, you're like you're just through the previews, and then you're like, come on, what did I do? <laughs> there's nobody walking up and down the aisle no candy striper walking up and down the yeah. aisle like uh, uh yeah uh, uh, cotton candy and you're like oh yes oh. uh richard or michael are you as uh a do you enjoy the food as much in a closed stadium like a close like i think if there's something about like a eating, basketball arena yeah i think there's something about eating food outside that's enjoyable uh, yeah, there, there's a pleasant. It makes it feel like a picnic mm-hmm. that you're enjoying with fifty five thousand other people. Yeah. Okay. What's your second one then, Richard? All right. So my second one is uh, tailgating. Oh, fun. Um, which for me, being my my one true sports love, or one of my two true sports loves, being college football, and attending i don't know how many uh usc games at this point in my life i just associate tailgating with and that kind of experience with college football as much as i do anything that happens on the field okay um you know especially at usc games where tailgating is great where you can show up on campus and just claim a claim a spot Mm -hmm. and for me, you know, I my wife has parking on, on campus at USC, so it's a real win for me. So I can just roll up, park on anywhere I want on campus, and just unfold my little table and get my, my spread of cold cuts or cheese and crackers or chips and dip or whatever I've got and about a thousand beers and uh, just enjoy myself. And I get to do that at USC games. I get to do that at LAFC soccer games. Um, can't do that at Dodger Stadium. No, that's a big no-no. Which I get. I understand they're trying to they're that the baseball culture is not one that welcomes people tailgating and drinking for two to three hours before the game and then going to the game and also getting hammered. Mm-hmm. They don't want people getting that hammered. Just you know, normal hammered. The type mm-hmm. of hammered you could get buying thirteen dollar beers at the stadium. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I think that the, yeah, the, it's a cultural thing. It's a, um, generally if you're going to like a football game, you'll see a lot of people in some sort of football cosplay, right? Like yeah. someone's dressed up as a pirate. Someone's dressed up as a, I don't know, wearing a big bear mask or costume or she's you know, had or something like she, that. There is definitely a sense of, um, this arena is acceptable for you to go buck wild uh, <laughs> wearing beads or whatever kind of face paint and costume. You don't see like, there's no like, uh, you know, Mariner 
cosplay that's out there. <laughs> there's, there's, there's no, no one that's out there that's dressed up like an angel sitting in like the outfield uh, pavilions. I'll, let me stay within the AL West. Uh, no, just someone who's into athletics. Mm-hmm. It's uh, so, but the tailgating definitely gives into that because there's, it's like, it's, you know, anywhere from what, six to two to six hour party beforehand where you're trying to get throwing around a football and someone's setting up a huge grill and someone is like devoted their life to doing this aspect. And they might not even go into the game itself. They, they might yeah. sit out there and pay a hundred bucks to park and then set up a party every week and invite people over, then watch the game on like a portable television or who I very, it's, it's very strange. Uh, and, and it's always good to have a, a friend who is more into the actual tailgating. Because for me, I'll just I'll just buy crap at Ralph's. Like that's you know I don't need to cook. Maybe like a cold cut sandwich or something like that. And I'll just have a cooler full of beers. Now, like I've attended tailgates that our our friend and former show uh, guest Chapin Hazlett has has been to, where he is parked right near the stadium. He's got a big big swath of land devoted to his tailgate and he's got grills and it's a, it's a whole production and I, I love it. I've been all his, all his surfs come out to, <laughs> to, to, to tend him. to him. Yeah. Yes. If someone is waving a palm frond at him. Yes, of course. But hey, what, that, what is, that's always helpful. If you have someone who's, you know, is really into tailgating and you can just sort of uh, ride their waves. So when speak. do you leave? Do you leave first in? Are you in your seat by the time the game starts? Yeah, I am. And I'm actually, for USC games, I was notorious for wanting to get into the stadium like two hours before the game started. No, nerd alert. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Teacher's pet over here comes in and, mm, can I, can you please give me the first lesson of this football game, sir? <laughs> well, A, I wanted to make sure I got the right seat. And then B, I, I gotta watch what's going on in practice. I gotta see. I gotta watch the punter to see if he's if he looks like he's got his leg today. Mm-hmm. I gotta know these things before the game goes on. So yeah, what yeah. I, I I enjoyed getting to the game. I enjoy getting to the games early if I can. Mm-hmm. Do you listen to the pregame show stuff? Out is that what you do too? Yeah, you can either have that on, or especially being on in LA for college games since a lot of times they're going to be night games and uh-huh. night games on the West coast. So there's always other games happening earlier in the day. So yeah. people will have TVs and they'll just be showing Ohio state games or Texas mm-hmm. A&M games or whatever. And you just sort of wander around and uh, you know, it, it's very, a very collegial atmosphere, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And you know, you can go up to people and start talking to them and, Hey, want be? You don't have a beer. Let me get you one, and all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. it's a lot of like, fun. Do you like sure, sports? Fun. Hey, do you like sports? <laughs> Anyone like football? Anyone like college football? Just <laughs> funny is I've only done tailgating. Well, maybe not. No, I've only been tailgating a few times, and um, a couple of those times, the lines uh, for the Clone Wars does not. Oh, attack. okay. <laughs> I've been tailgating zero times. <laughs> no, but uh, the time the times we've gone, uh, Emily and I, or uh, we've been to like an opposing field. Like we went to like a Colts game at uh, the Arizona Cardinals, 
And that's an interesting aspect of like trying to weave your way through the crowd, like in Arizona, trying to find the Colts people, like trying to find the team that the opposition team that is like, has their own little enclave set up kind of in enemy territory. And, um, you know, generally people are very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Even Phoenix fans who are kind of even kind of, kind of jerks. Anyway. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, um, you know, I know a lot of our uh, podcast fans do the same thing that sports fans do. They might be all dressed up uh, wearing the Rushmore colors with their yeah. shirts off, you know, cheering while they listen to the podcast. So big foam heads, big foam heads, big one fingers, <laughs> bigger num- num- numbers, one through four fingers. Um, and, uh, well, we appreciate that kind of support. And then we want to ask you to even get uh, even more involved by creating suggestions for our future topics for the show and sending those in to us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Send them in. And that would be cool. And then uh, we would love to maybe invite you on the show. That would be fun to have uh, some more guests on the show just contributing their awesome points of view. And now let's go back. So, uh, Michael Winfield, what's your third choice? Uh, it's the wave. I don't oh, wow. care if people don't like the wave. I mm-hmm. enjoy the wave. I don't think that there is uh, a set number of times that some people should do the wave. I yeah. don't care if some people think that, um, oh, you shouldn't do the wave when your pitcher is pitching. It is so disrespectful. You're not be- oh. Get out of here. It is 50,000 people standing up in a wave going around. And it's fun. It's fun mm-hmm. when it starts to get going and it fails. It's fun yeah. when it goes around and then almost gets to the end and then starts a group didn't do attention. Then everybody starts booing those people. Mm. It's fun for, um, you know, it's good on your joints. It's good to move around when you've been sitting yeah. down. Yeah, very hard to half hours. In, yeah. In nature, yeah. There are a lot, there are a lot of uh, health benefits to the wave. I, you know, it's one of those weird things that is so. It's so low energy at times. You can do the wave sitting down with just your hands. Counts. Mm-hmm. You can do it uh, with a full, uh, a full throated like, and you're doing the wave itself, and you make the noise. <laughs> the wave, the noise. Uh, that's the sound that the wave makes. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and I appreciate that there is like someone that goes to the game that is the wave starter. Mm-hmm. That they ha- they're on a mission and they are going to get these waves going, and they're going to walk out like Mr. McMahon on WWF, just like mm-hmm. his chest pump. He's just strutting around because look what I did. I made fifty thousand people stand up for a second and a half. Is it always the dudes at the first and third base? Is it always those people? Uh, I guess I guess there are stadiums that have seating in the back too. Who starts the wave? I don't know. At Dodger Stadium, I feel like a lot of times it does start in the outfield pavilions. Yeah, that's, where the, that's, a, that's, that's where a rowdy. Fans are. Yeah, <laughs> that's a rowdy group out there. Okay, I, uh, do you when you see the wave it comes like I am so easily influenced uh, by consensus or whatever by the crowds. So when I see the wave start, I kind of see it come and I go, "Come on, this again." Mm. And then by the time it comes to me, I think uh, I guess I gotta. I guess I gotta. Do <laughs> There's so many, so many people doing this wave thing. I better do this thing. Same That's thing happens when someone, yeah, someone hands you a cigarette. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, peer pressure. Yeah, uh, 
is there any like oh okay what does this apply to beach balls too like the beach ball knock around mm-hmm. thing or is that a different thing that's interesting uh the beach ball knock around thing you know every if it happens i'd say if it happens too much that the ball gets on the field you got to knock it off okay but like there's such great joy in the people that are batting around a beach ball in yeah. the um the upper decks and try and like if it gets away from the usher everyone is against that person <laughs> you know secretly you want to see them come along and like pop that ball with a, a pen knife or whatever but then you're also like rooting for it to like it's like a it's like watching a video of like a criminal like trying to get away from the cops mm-hmm. like you really know that the guy should be caught and arrested yeah yeah man did he make great effort to like jump jump over that hedge and the energy (laughs) involved it's like kind of rooting for kind of rooting for this uh oh he mugged somebody oh i'm still kind of rooting for him to get away just a little (laughs) bit that's awesome okay richard what do you got all right by the way i'd like to point out with the beach ball there's yeah. nothing more exciting when somebody is able to get the beach ball from like the second deck to the third deck. Oh, oh that's yeah. magnificent. Yeah. That's that's worthy of a standing ovation <laughs> in any stadium. My do third think, choice is Do you think other beach stuff would be good? Like if somebody's <laughs> passing around a beach chair throwing a bucket of sand. Love it. Yes. Wet, wet sand. Just <laughs> I thought it was beach stuff. <laughs> A pointed, a pointed umbrella is just speared <laughs> through, through some some seventy five year old guy passing a surfboard, throwing a surfboard to the <laughs> upper deck. What were you gonna say, Richard? What's your third? My third choice: uh, staying the whole game. Oh yeah, mm. I am a and a, and my oldest has, has inherited this from me. Um, I am very much a you must stay the whole game sort of thing. And for baseball games, I look at it like this. I go to Dodger Stadium as much for the experience of going to Dodger Stadium than I do than I do what you know, being concerned about wins and losses. Because to Michael's point, there's 162 games. If the Dodgers lose this game, eh, they're probably gonna win five in a row after that. Uh-huh. So I'm not sweating it too much. So I'm going to the game just to, you know eyeball all the other weirdos who showed up to the game and make yeah. fun of them with my kid and eat trashy food and drink too much beer. And, uh, and there happens to be a game that's going on. That's great too. So I paid however much for my ticket and for parking and for concessions and everything else. I'm yeah. going to get my three and a half hours worth. And I feel the same way, whether it's a one run game or it's a 10 run blowout, you got to stay till the end of the game. Um, so I, I had an experience though only, I I went to three Dodgers games, I think in the 20 years I lived in LA and, uh, went with my nephews and my, uh, brother. And, uh, there were some persons who had been drinking a lot of alcohol. And, uh, when we left to go get ready to do the run around on the field thing, those persons were very critical in that they observed that we were leaving the game early. Do you, mm. do you think it's... Um... Well, don't do that. Don't be an asshole about it. Yeah. I mean, if people well, want to yeah. leave early, they, they it's their choice. They're missing yeah. out. They're, they're wrong. But you don't need to be an, a, an a-hole about it. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually trying to explain, hey, we're going to go run around on the field. That was not accepted as, oh. <laughs> as a, as a uh, valid... Hey, why don't you run around on this, buddy? Yeah. Yeah. 
You know, I had I had I had sworn that I was going to take Felix to a Dodger game this year, um, but you know, it's only it's only eighty one of them that I could have taken him to. Uh, what are you gonna What are you gonna do? You miss him. You, miss, you win some. You lose some. He doesn't have that terrible <laughs> interest in sports as it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I expect the first game that we go to is going to not be a full game affair, just for my own sanity. You know, I yeah. one of my choices that I had on my on my others con- receiving consideration ballot here was taking a young kid to a game. Yeah, because hmm. like that- I want him to. I- I want him mm. to experience how lush it is and how different an ex- thing it is than, you know, watching a movie in a movie theater or watching TV at home or whatever. But at the same time, I'm fully aware that this is not going to be a three hour experience. It is going to be, we'll see. Yeah, I, we'll I will see give it, I, yeah, I'll give an asterisk if you've got little kids. That 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 is fair. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, what's the final choice for you, Michael Winfield? Uh, my final choice is that magnificent that magnificent scoreboard. Hmm. I gotta tell you, <laughs> I love that football stadiums are constantly trying to one up each other, having like the world's biggest, the world's longest, the world's most high def, the most nonsensical thing that you could have mm-hmm. in the middle of this arena when you're trying to watch like you know uh 22 guys run into each other uh from you know a thousand yards away i love that there is this thing where like there is a live experience going on that you're not gonna see but like a lot of the time you're just like this huge (laughs) glowing led thing is just like jumping out at you with uh ridiculous stats and faces and uh listen i'm not a uh Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim fan, but man, that rally monkey. <laughs> I am all about it. Describe it's, the I, rally monkey. I, I don't know. It is like a little like capuchin type monkey or something uh-huh. that uh if the angels need something to happen, it's just like a crazy like video package that plays mm-hmm. on the screen and the monkey goes wild and he like starts beating a bat around and I don't know, claws off some guy's face or does, <laughs> does some, it's like ridiculous. It's like, you know, uh, uh, there's a monkey wearing a sombrero all mm. in. I'm all in on whatever <laughs> the AV club does behind the scenes to get the crowd going, whether it's like the Dodger stadium, uh, like PA people playing the, uh, the you know, the, the harpsichord or whatever, what is the organ yeah. with uh, ridiculous music combined with, cheesy 1960s home run graphics or if it is this beautiful huge high def thing that shows uh a a video i love that how much of the game is weirdly not just about on the field but it Mm -hmm. is all these things that boy i do need a modello right now hold on (laughs) it's like hornitos uh uh tequila you're right scoreboard i do need that (laughs) spirit of 76 we are getting gas from there afterward (laughs) this weird combination of advertising and high def and ridiculous video packages and the kiss cam and all that stuff i think it's really as much a part of going to see live sports as it is being a part of this audience where all these Mm -hmm. people are being forced to watch this ridiculous stuff together i love it i love it i I, have you been to the ram stadium don't they have like amazing video i haven't yet i haven't yet but i you know that's one of those you know it's the one of the newest buildings 
the newest stadiums and i'm sure it's either has the biggest screen or the most high def or something there's something you know i'm sure it's like the volume you know yeah (laughs) i imagine there's a screen in the seat in front of you and you could watch i don't know like any movie or something like it's probably got netflix in it oh that'd be great you have avatar playing during the game yeah avatar uh what's your final choice richard manfredi all right so going to a sporting event and then getting lost in the parking lot after that sporting <laughs> oh. event. Oh. Name me a more iconic duo than that. I'll wait. I okay. This is the story. Like I've just heard. Now you, this is all your choices spell childhood endangerment because <laughs> you each one my oldest and uh, the beer timing the beer and I'm spending all this money on beer and now I'm lost in the parking lot. <laughs> I'm Remember, he, ta- all he tailgated before. I've yeah. tailgated before. I've eaten and drank all games. I'm stuffed and I'm drunk. Yeah, this is I've... actually a deposition, not a podcast. It we stayed. Like we stayed the whole game, so now I'm 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 probably beat from the heat. Yeah. And now I am wandering around the parking lot aimlessly, trying yeah. to find a black SUV. Of which uh, roughly forty percent of all cars at, <laughs> at Dodger Stadium are black SUVs. Yeah, but you—it's hard. It's hard to find your car, even if you put the little map thing in your phone or something like that. Even if you do the map thing, I take—we take a—we'll take a picture of our parking spot, you know, relevant rel- relative to where the stadium is. But then it's like you got to remember what exit you came out of, and sometimes the exit you came in is not the exit they kind of funnel you out toward. And if that gets screwed up, then the photo's not matching up anymore. And oh, it's a mess. Mm-hmm. I've spent, and and this could be theme parks, it could be county fairs, it could be sporting events. I don't, I I don't want to know how much of my life I've spent wandering around park, parking lots trying to find my car. Definitely hours. <laughs> Definitely multiple hours. I'm always afraid I'm going to look at the wrong, like I'll I'll look at the wrong photo and say, I'm in Goofy 7B. No, this is Dodger Stadium. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) Sir, this is a Wendy's. (laughs) Uh, And there's nothing, you've had all the fun already. There's nothing fun about just walking around a parking lot with everybody. Walking around the parking lot, even when you know, even if you do find your car, it's a good half hour to get out of the parking lot. Yeah. And you probably got your kids with you and invariably my youngest one has to go to the bathroom the second we get out of, out of the stadium. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why didn't you tell us what you, five minutes ago? I didn't have yeah. to go back then. Yeah. Thanks buddy. I feel like, I guess in wrapping up, I feel like I went to, unfortunately due to pandemic times, I went to the Dodger stadium more to get COVID shots than I did uh, <laughs> for games last few years in LA, but it certainly is such a great experience. And I know we're talking about uh, sporting events in general. And I, it's interesting. We didn't mention anything in regards to like you guys sat through a lot of kickball games and things like that. But that's yeah. That's boring as much hell. of an event. Yeah. That's boring as hell. Is there anything pretty, you know, all the choices. Look, look, are, I love playing kickball, to, uh, but, seeing a soccer but watching it. With... That's actually really interesting. I'm surprised because Richard, you are big time soccer nerd and love to bang a drum with those dorks how did that not make your list what this i couldn't figure out exactly how to drop that in there i thought about like you know the the hardcore supporters section Mm. but that's really a soccer specific Mm -hmm. thing and i thought that it might be better to do stuff there's a little bit more 
uh, relatable to people who follow different sports. Okay. Well, uh, you know, kind of tangential to that, uh, Jack White is on a Broken Record podcast uh, recent episode, and he's asked if he knows why uh, Seven Nation Army is being used so much in stadiums. And he's kind of uh, got a couple of theories <laughs> on and music theory and whatnot, how that that uh, that tune kind of fulfills and also kind of disrupts um, humans innate music theory that we kind of have a, a sense of where a tune is going to go as soon as we hear it. But uh, I know we talked about that at some point on our podcast hmm. many months ago. But, um, so let's uh, do some picking. I kind of like the free giveaways. I really like the, um, uh, the uh, tailgating thing. Uh, Michael, the glee that you have in uh, um, whatever uh, I wash, uh, a hyperkinetic um, uh, epileptic seizure inducing graphics are putting mm. up on the scoreboard. That's really fun to see that. And I also got a feel for the vibe in the wave. It's kind of the thing that we all kind of enjoy when we're up there on in enjoying it. So do I have one more? Or is that all four? No, that's all four. Oh shit. Mm -hmm. I, Richard, I think you got the shaft this time around, but that's um, all right. It happened. Okay. All right. Um, this has been the, I mean, God damn it, Jeff. <laughs> Oh no! There's going to be a, a soccer hooligan. That's the foot. That's the soccer <laughs> stuff you were keeping in your back pocket. Oi! Uh, oh, hey boy! Uh, this is the much more of attending sporting event. I'm always Jeff. I'm Richard. I'm Michael. 